Sheila Hopkins woke up before dawn. The first rays of light were coming through the curtains. Sheila was six years younger than her brother. She had studied anthropology, but she was the black sheep of the family. Whiskey, cocaine, even heroin. But she had been clean and sober for four years. Until recently. Until her brother's death. Rise and shine. Her face in the mirror looked pale and haggard. All her life, Sheila had been trying to drown out some inner voice that was tormenting her. Her fingers were shaking as she turned off the water. Something wasn't right. She could feel it. Who's there? The voice echoed through the room. For a brief moment, Sheila thought she saw something. A shadow moving through her bedroom. No. A small black beetle was crawling over her forearm. <gasps> Instinctively, Sheila's hand slapped down, killing the insect. A smear of blood stained her pale skin. Chelsea, London, 2.38 p.m. Miss Hopkins? Hello? Bill Connolly was a reporter who wrote about the unusual, the inexplicable. When he read the obituary, he knew he had a story on his hands. He needed to talk to Sheila Hopkins, the sister of the deceased. Hello? But no one responded to his knocking. He decided to try the back stairs. It used to be the servant's entrance. Sheila Hopkins lived in a posh flat. The family was rather well off. Hopkins Industries was a household name in England. He knocked against the window pane of the back door. Hello? Is anyone... My God! Through the frosted window, he saw Sheila Hopkins lying on the parquet floor. Connolly took off his jacket, wrapped his hand in it and... Come on. Miss Hopkins! Miss Hopkins! Are you all right? Come on. Stay with me. Stay with me! Connolly saw the syringe on the floor and the needle tracks in her arm. God. She needs air. Yes, sir. Don't call me, sir. Connolly rode with her in the back of the ambulance. Sheila Hopkins had a sort of natural beauty that could make a man's heart melt. Strawberry blonde, unruly hair, pale skin, some freckles on her cheekbones. Her eyes were hazel with specks of green. For a brief moment, Connolly was hypnotized. And then, suddenly, something flickered in her eyes. For a brief moment, she looked straight at Connolly, and he saw that there was life in her yet. Don't give up. Brixton, London, 8.35 p.m. Hello? Dr. Wendell Carson lived in fear ever since his return from Egypt. He couldn't put it into words, but he felt at the edge of his consciousness as if he was never alone anymore, 
as if someone or something was always watching him. Mr. Carson! Oh dear, are you all right? I'm, I'm fine, Mrs. Chopra, thank you. Sorry, been a bit tense lately. Mm, I've noticed. Would you like a nice cup of tea? Yes, actually, that would be lovely. Thank you. At 26, Wendell Carson was the youngest member of the Hopkins expedition. He was an expert in ancient languages. His translation of the relevant passages of the Al-Azif had revealed the location of Sakuro's tomb. He was renting a room in South London. His landlady was an elderly widow from the Punjabi region of India. After her husband had passed away, she decided to take in lodgers. It alleviated her loneliness.